Welcome to Coffee with Christ. I'm your host, Nicole Jones, and you are listening to episode 38. This is a place where we set everything down, read some scripture, and listen to what God might be trying to say to us through His Word. Hopefully, it's a time marked on your calendars daily. If not, you've come to a great place to make that start happening. If you're new here, you might want to go back and listen to the introduction episode so you can get the gist of what this podcast is all about and my hope for our time together. Today, I wanted to remind you about a free resource, 11 Easy Steps to Studying the Bible. It's available on the homepage of coffeewithchrist.org. Let's start with a few minutes of quiet. This will help you slow down, settle in, clear the clutter, and breathe. Tell God what's keeping you up at night, what thoughts keep your mind swirling when you really need to rest. Yesterday, we were able to get a glimpse into the family dynamic of Jacob's 12 sons. We read about Joseph. He was a dreamer, a little bit of a bragger, and his father's favorite. His brothers hated him because of this and sold him into slavery for 20 pieces of silver. We'll pick up his story tomorrow, but today we'll find out what was happening with his brother Judah while Joseph was away in Egypt. Genesis 38 At this time, Judah left home and moved to Adullam, where he stayed with a man named Hira. There he saw a Canaanite woman, the daughter of Shua, and he married her. When he slept with her, she became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and he named the boy Er. Then she became pregnant again and gave birth to another son, and she named him Onan. And when she gave birth to a third son, she named him Shelah, At the time of Shelah's birth, they were living at Kazib. In the short course of time, Judah arranged for his firstborn son, Er, to marry a young woman named Tamar. 
But Er was a wicked man in the Lord's sight, so the Lord took his life. Then Judah said to Er's brother Onan, Go and marry Tamar, as our law requires of the brother of a man who has died. You must produce an heir for your brother. But Onan was not willing to have a child who would not be his own heir, so whenever he had intercourse with his brother's wife, he spilled the semen on the ground. This prevented her from having a child who would belong to his brother. But the Lord considered it evil for Onan to deny a child to his dead brother, so the Lord took Onan's life too. Then Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Go back to your parents' home and remain a widow until my son Shelah is old enough to marry you. But Judah didn't really intend to do this because he was afraid Shelah would also die like his two brothers. So Tamar went back to live in her father's home. Some years later, Judah's wife died. After the time of mourning was over, Judah and his friend Hira the Adulamite went up to Timnah to supervise the shearing of his sheep. Someone told Tamar, Look, your father-in-law is going up to Timnah to shear his sheep. Tamar was aware that Shayla had grown up, but no arrangements had been made for her to come and marry him. So she changed out of her widow's clothing and covered herself with a veil to disguise herself. Then she sat beside the road at the entrance to the village of Enam, which is on the road to Timnah. Judah noticed her and thought she was a prostitute since she had covered her face. So he stopped and propositioned her. Let me have sex with you, he said, not realizing that she was his own daughter-in-law. How much will you pay to have sex with me? Tamar asked. I'll send you a young goat from my flock, Judah promised. But what will you give me to guarantee that you will send the goat, she asked. What kind of guarantee do you want? He replied. She answered, Leave me your identification seal and its cord and the walking stick you're carrying. So Judah gave them to her. Then he had intercourse with her, and she became pregnant. Afterwards, she went back home, took off her veil, and put on her widow's clothing as usual. Later, Judah asked his friend Hira the Adulamite to take the young goat to the woman and to pick up the things he had given her as his guarantee. But Hira couldn't find her. So he asked the men who lived there, Where can I find the shrine prostitute who was sitting beside the road at the entrance to Enam? We've never had a shrine prostitute here, they replied. So Hira returned to Judah and told him, I couldn't find her anywhere, and the men of the village claim they've never had a shrine prostitute there. Then let her keep the things I gave her, Judah said. I sent the young goat as we agreed, but you can't find her. We'd be the laughingstock of the village if we went back again to look for her. About three months later, Judah was told, Tamar, your daughter-in-law, has acted like a prostitute, and now, because of this, she's pregnant. Bring her out and let her be burned, Judah demanded. But as they were taking her out to kill her, she sent this message to her father-in-law. The man who owns these things made me pregnant. Look closely, whose seal and cord and walking stick are these? Judah recognized them immediately and said, She is more righteous than I am, because I didn't arrange for her to marry my son, Shelah. And Judah never slept with Tamar again. 
When the time came for Tamar to give birth, it was discovered that she was carrying twins. While she was in labor, one of the babies reached out his hand. The midwife grabbed it and tied a scarlet string around the child's wrist, announcing, This one came out first. But when he pulled back his hand, out came his brother. What? The midwife explained. How did you break out first? So he was named Perez. Then the baby with the scarlet string on his wrist was born, and he was named Zara. May God bless the reading and hearing of His Word. Recap the story in your own words. Where do you see God working in this chapter? What character do you most relate to in this story?
How do you need to respond to God in light of this passage? Father, we thank you for the ways you work in our lives, for those that are seen and those that are not. We're so grateful that your plans have factor in every circumstance. For the Judas among us, I pray for you to give them strength to cling to you instead of clinging to the things of this world that will never satisfy. For those who are halfway fulfilling their duty like Onan, I pray you will give them a heart of full obedience to you. And for those like Tamar, who live in the shadow of someone else's sin, I pray for you to give them hope in your ability to redeem. Thanks for listening to this 38th episode of Coffee with Christ. If you like what we do here, leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you want to connect on social media, you can find me on Instagram at coffee.with.christ or on Facebook at Coffee with Christ. Have a great day and be sure to tune in tomorrow for our next episode.